Yeah, what's going on? Hey, Nathan. What's going on? I am just just waking up. Had some dinner. I mean, some breakfast. Um, What'd you have for breakfast? I had some cereal and half a banana. Nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty pretty exceptional. We're out of eggs, so tomorrow's the day. Uh, how about you? <laughs> See, I don't believe in breakfast. I've never I've never had it. As a <laughs> as a, I mean, I've had it, of course, but I've never had it as like a consistent. Wait, part you're of serious? My... Yeah, I don't eat breakfast. I <sighs> know I like breakfast foods. How are you but still not alive? At breakfast time. Okay. Um, and I was I discovered this amazing YouTube channel uh, called First We Feast. I think that's what it's called. As in, and, first and, we feast, then we felony from three <laughs> from three ninjas. Maybe I don't know where they got the the tagline, but it's, it's one of my favorite lines from three actually. Ninjas. Okay, so the channel's called First We Feast, but the show is called Hot Ones. I don't oh, know. Okay, and what's amazing about it is that they have a, a line of like ten uh, hot sauces and 10 buffalo wings and then they bring on celebrities like terry cruz oh uh, yeah 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 and and they each they talk through each one and they you know it's an interview uh, they do an interview yeah project but it's as they're eating and by they get to by the time they get to like last three or four it's insanely hot and people like start to freak out or they give up or whatever they have snot uh, coming out of their nose (laughs) yeah but terry cruz was like i fast every day until two o'clock and I was like, I could do that. It's basically what I do anyway. I just never thought of it as something that like I mentally commit to. It's just like basically it, I don't eat until late lunch almost every day. Is it a discipline thing for him? I don't know, but he's in amazing shape. So maybe that's the secret is that you have to fast. I don't know. Uh, and I do know uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters talked about he, he lost a ton of weight by essentially skipping lunch every day. He said he stopped drinking beer, which is fine because okay. I don't drink beer, and and uh, and he stopped eating lunch. So he'd eat breakfast and dinner and no lunch, and he like his weight I, plummeted I, and normalized around like one seventy or something. I I just you know I know he's the MythBuster and everything, but I I gotta disagree. I gotta say you got you gotta eat breakfast, you gotta eat lunch, you gotta eat that dinner. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think breakfast is um, kind of unnecessary it's totally unnecessary for me because my i just have zero appetite for like the first three or four hours when i wake up hmm, fair enough so it's unnecessary how do if you I have was, energy I, for the day i don't know if i was to eat breakfast i, I, I wouldn't enjoy it so I, I i'm not gonna force myself to eat you it. drink coffee though right yeah yeah this is fascinating to me by the way i literally never <laughs> I knew just, this about you I, Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I love again. I love breakfast foods. I'll what about like those, breakfast but... bur- breakfast tacos in the morning? No, that sounds horrible. Oh, it's me. so good though. No, I could never do that. It's who? Horrible. Everybody out there listening, who who's had breakfast tacos in the morning and it's awesome? Raise your hand. See, <laughs> a lot of I'll people. I'll imagine the one person raising their hand mm-hmm. just to give you the benefit of the doubt. But uh, anyway, yeah, so Terry's, uh, Terry, whatever his last name is, on that show was a particularly good episode. And uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, maybe I might start officially fasting every day just just to see. That's cool. Yeah. I've I've fasted every now and then for various reasons, but, uh, and it's always been kind of interesting. Um, But to, to just not have breakfast every single day, that would be a nightmare. 
I would definitely <laughs> my men, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, your metabolism is pretty good too. I just feel like if I didn't have breakfast, I would like flip out and would just be completely dead the whole day. Like low energy or just yeah. distracted? Okay. Yeah, low low energy. When I don't have breakfast, I get like super hungry and like really tired. Interesting. Until I eat something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, speaking of great interviews, I don't know if you saw, uh, there was an awesome interview, um, on some like British TV show of Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling for the new Blade Runner movie. And it is the funniest and, and like most adorable freaking interview that I've ever seen. Um, why are they just like really sweet to each other? No, like the, the interviewer is this like really funny person and they just don't really get around asking any questions because they're laughing so hard. Oh, I see it here. And they're just messing with her, and she and she's messing with them, and they, like, break out drinks halfway through. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, I'm and so, and dude, and so I'm, so I'm so excited for the new Blade Runner movie. It looks okay. so good. Harrison Ford I love looks, the director. looks pretty good, actually, in this interview. He looks... See, I thought in, yeah. in The Force Awakens, he was looking a little old. Uh, Maybe. Maybe, but he looks pretty good here. Hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe hanging with Ryan has um, chilled him out or something. Maybe Ryan looks kind of douchey. <laughs> he always looks like that. Yeah, but I'm so excited for Blade Runner. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's being compared to in terms of like groundbreaking visual effects, like a similar. A similar delta that uh the original one uh achieved yeah. like, and it, um it's crazy i can't wait yeah and i i was watching a, an interview with um with ridley scott about the first blade runner and he was talking about how he was a fashion he was in fashion before he did movies i guess um and so he had he was like very emphatic that all of his shots needed to look really cool and dynamic and bizarre. Um, and, and I think you've also mentioned that, you know, when people questioned him, he was like, no, that's how I'm doing it. Um, yeah. Uh, we yeah, we did talk about that in another episode. He's, um, it was, but, yeah, yeah. The director's commentary was insane. <laughs> it's so weird. I love it. I, he, he's was very uncompromising on, on his vision for the, like the visuals of Blade Runner. And, um, I'm really, I'm really happy that that's like a main focus of, seems to be a main focus of the new movie. Yeah. It's like the first time I saw the Mad Max Fury Road, first Mad Max Fury Road trailer, I was like, this is the most amazing looking movie that I've ever seen in my life. And then I saw it and it was just as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that's the same deal for, for the new Blade Runner. I'm sure it'll be. Let's let's do a Rotten Tomato look right now. No. Nope. I don't care. No Rotten Tomato is stupid. It is kind of stupid. But It's stupid. As soon as you see the number, then you're like, mm, maybe I'll see it, maybe I won't. Doesn't have one right now. So, and I, I would of, like to point out that most of my favorite movies have horrible Rotten Tomatoes. I was going to say, exactly. So, what's the point? Um, Speaking of what? I was just going to say, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, um, we were, today we're talking about burnout. 
and yeah, work-life well, I balance. I don't even know. Yeah, more like the work-life balance. Somebody was asking me about that the other day, and I was like, oh, we should do a podcast episode about it. Yeah, we, and we have done a work-life balance episode a long time ago, but... Um, Things change. Yeah, opinions and perspectives evolve. I think at this point, what, this podcast been two years now? A year and a Something like that, a year and a half maybe. We could probably yeah, do... A complete circle back to every single topic that we've already talked about and have, <laughs> yes. you know, different opinions across the board. Some things would probably be the same, but many things different. And yeah, I, the problem I, I find when people ask me like, okay, how do you balance your work life? And how do you choose how many workshops you do versus how many weddings versus how many other things? Like what, what's, what's the balance you strike? It's going to be different for everyone. Like you and I are both in a completely unique position to be in our, you know, very young thirties and not have any kids. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like our opinion, though interesting as it might be, if you've got a kid or two, Mm-hmm. will be it's completely totally different. not not applicable yeah it's yeah. it's it, not, it will not it will not matter to you at all what we yeah. what we think i mean yeah um <sighs> and if you're you know if you're just out of school you're you've got even like maybe more energy even than we do so you know that could it could also be different for you as well i mean you could just be like no i, I remember one time um when we were first starting out there was a there was one october where we shot I think five weddings in seven days or something like that. Oh, yeah. I remember I did a Thursday through Sunday streak, Thursday, yep. Friday, Saturday, four in a row. And then, and then it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was the next week. It was like, it was like a couple of days off and then it was like a Wednesday and then a Friday and a Saturday or something crazy like that. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's intense. Although, um, so you've had actually kind of a, a crazy week, um, yeah, this, just this, this past last weekend. weekend was an intense run of uh, of weddings and travel. Three weddings in a row, traveling. One was in D.C., one was in uh, Indianapolis, and one was in L.A., Santa Ana, actually. Nice. So it's been a crazy combination of um, locations and distances. And I actually, so here's here's my secret, or the way things need to be set up for me to not feel burnt out and be able to handle crazy workloads is that Mm -hmm. i need to know ahead of time that it's going to happen so like if if nessa say i got home from this you know triple wedding combination that i just did and nessa the day i got home or the next day after was like oh we have to go do this thing for an hour or something i would be very unable to handle that not just because (laughs) not just because of all the work i just did but because i wasn't able to mentally like build that into my uh my buffer you know mm-hmm. if i knew ahead of time that as soon as i got home i was gonna have to go do this thing for an hour with nessa you know if i had a couple weeks to just like prepare uh and it's not like mm-hmm. i consciously sit down and think about it but it's just if it's if i know it's going to be intense i can totally handle it if i shot a wedding on a saturday in the middle of february and it was the only wedding for that month and that Saturday evening, someone was like, can you shoot my wedding the, you know, Sunday, the next day? Like, I, I really need someone to cover me or whatever. I would, I would be so exhausted and so unable to yeah. handle that mm-hmm. well um, compared to if I had it on the books for six months and I just knew it was coming. Uh, so just so, planning yeah. and knowing your own schedule and being ready for it? Yeah, which, again, it would be completely 
out the window if i would imagine if you had a, a couple kids or something yeah. because things pop up all the time where you probably have to go pick them up from something unexpectedly or you know they're they're sick so they need to be home when they were supposed to be somewhere else or whatever uh yeah i don't i don't think that <laughs> i'll have to make adjustments someday i think but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh for me it works fine i can still shoot doubles and triples as long as i'm like totally able it's same thing if, if i have a wedding and you know i was under the impression it was only going to be eight hours and then they decide to add on like four extra hours it's like yeah the most work in the world versus when i know ahead of time it's going to be a 12-hour wedding stuff like that yep yeah absolutely um i'm i'm in a similar situation this this weekend i've got uh, a wedding today actually in two hours um and uh and uh and then i've got one tomorrow as well so um and and i know for a fact that nothing's happening on sunday so i'm i'm good if it and if anything did come up i would definitely well honestly i'm a little bit different i just i don't care the next day i'm just like let's do whatever i don't care um i just have I, i i prefer to just be if i i don't mind being totally burnt out i guess i should say um, it's, and I'm trying to make adjustments. Like we were talking the other day, it hasn't happened yet, but like we should just go hang out after a wedding if we're both shooting in the same city. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, normally I would just not be able to do that. But if I have it in my head ahead of sure. time as like a thing that might happen, I, I'd be totally fine with it. And I got that idea. I was talking to a wedding planner. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm done at nine 30. And uh, me and another planner are just going to go grab drinks or something after this. I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. That's so cool mm-hmm. to just decompress after a wedding instead of going straight home and going to sleep uh, yeah. to try and meet up with somebody. But um, but I've, I have also, though, been in that scenario where um, where I've been shoot, second shooting for somebody or, or primary shooting, and my second shooter was like, hey, let's go get drinks afterwards. And I'm like, nope, that's not, that's, I, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, I've got stuff to do. But um, so I do, I do understand that a little bit. Um, but yeah, and I, I think it's important. It's again, it's important to just know your own limits. Um, but but it's also, you know, this is the job: work hard, rest hard, work hard, in that order. Yep, yep, totally agree. I've I've been much better about carving out oh here we go i just got a text ready for this Uh, oh boy hello how you doing today my name is matthew robert do you offer family reunion photography also let me know if you do accept credit card there you go (laughs) (laughs) so what i've been doing with these although i need to stop because i feel like i'm really somebody i've been replying back and be like yes absolutely my hourly rate is seven thousand dollars an hour and then they're like, oh, great, that's perfect. Do you take blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, no, PayPal only. And they're like, oh, no, if you sign up for this other service, I'll pay all the fees and, and we can use this. And then, and then I just block them. But it's nice. I mean, without a doubt a scam. But even scammers, I feel like, might get agitated if you string them along or if you're offensive and mean to them. And, and who knows what they might try and do to... Uh, sabotage reviews or something like that so i've just been ignoring them but my god i mean this should be i mean they're constant it it must be illegal but there's got to be a way to uh i don't know man stop it somehow this is ridiculous yeah i um yeah i don't know um but i i definitely feel like 
it's important. It anyway, it's important. Getting back to the subject, it's very important to um, to just know know your own limits and what you're you're capable of handling and structure your, um, you know, the day before your wedding and the day after a wedding uh, and the day of, of course, um, in a way that either you know that doesn't burn you out. It doesn't doesn't make you feel like you're walking into something you're not prepared for. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it is it is crunch time. Uh, do you have a pretty busy October? Yeah, yeah, very busy October. We're shooting one with you next weekend, uh, I think. Yep. Um, and then yeah, I've got a few more. Um, the end of the end of the years or end of the uh, month as well. So yeah, it's it's very busy. October is always very busy. Honestly, September for me is is sometimes busier. Um, but yeah, um, they're about the same. October, September for me. Yeah. Uh, and November's a toss up for me. Sometimes totally. I get like, sometimes I get four weddings. Sometimes I get zero. So I, um, yeah, but this, in this case I've got two. That's, so that's been my fair. July recently. Sometimes yeah. like this, this year I had none. Next year I already have four books for July. <laughs> there like, you go. Wait, so it's like, what, what is yeah. the deal? There must be some kind of trend. I, I have nothing January, February, or yeah, I just have one on February and that's it. March. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. I, 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 did we talk about this last time? I'm, I'm sort of trying to embrace the, the seasonal, uh, seasonality wedding. Cause I've always yeah. been pretty busy January, February, March. And this year I was, I was pretty not. And, and next year, you know, I'm not doing as many conferences and I don't have many, I have only one booking in March. So I'm just kind of like, you know what, maybe I might just, not schedule workshops, not do anything to try and make up the time, but just enjoy yeah. time off. Cause a lot of photographers do that as a perk of the job, just like expect and plan for two or three months of no income really. And, uh, and yeah. roll with it. That's kind of scary, but awesome. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you can potentially set yourself up to profit from some like print sales or something in the off season, but, well, um, one, of the, one of the things that I've always wondered though, if the key to staying, uh, really um, relevant in people's like search and stuff. So most people get engaged right around Christmas or Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so they take a month or so to find their venue. And then they really reach out to photographers, you know, late January, mostly February and March for, for scheduling their weddings. And that is a time when if you do take the season off, you're not posting much. Right. But if you're a photographer that still works somehow through, through all you know, the slower months, January through March and still post every day, you have a huge leg up in terms of relevance and being discovered or absolutely chance, chance discoveries on Instagram and all that. And so I think if you do take uh, a couple months um, where you're not working, you need to have a stockpile of awesome work, not just like your, your second tier stuff, but still really good, compelling uh, stuff from earlier in the year to save and share when you're not shooting so that you yeah. are, are on the surface when people are actually actively looking for photographers. Cause it seems to me like it's the it's worst point. time to not be sharing your work when everybody is actively looking the most for, oh, yeah, absolutely. for, for photographers. So I, I kind of wonder if that's been a, a good weird thing. I didn't even plan or conscious, you know, I didn't do actively. Uh, but, but having worked most January, you know, I, I think most years I've had like three weddings in January. Yeah. So that's a ton of work to share that month and even into February. And, uh, anyway, that, yeah, it's just something to think about. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
that's just as much a part of work-life balance as, as the day-to-day stuff is what you do in the off season. And, um, and I, I've traditionally taken the off season to kind of like work on my backend stuff, website gear. Um, yeah. And, of course, um, yeah. and, and other stuff and just kind of try to keep working, even though I'm not booking as, you know, I don't have that many weddings. Um, yeah, I mean, there's tons you should be doing, and it's not like you should just sit at home and do nothing for two right. months. But uh, I just you have to do something. Uh, even I think a lot of people don't blog as much. Even if you kind of save the winter for okay, I'm going to actually blog the full full blog post of a lot of these weddings. I just shared one or two cool portraits. That's mm-hmm. probably a good perspective. But I've also been thinking like, man, when I really started getting into Instagram, I was pretty late to the game and and really didn't see the value for a while. Um, I was still heavily just on my Facebook business page, pushing that as much as I could. And um, it was really interesting to think like, okay, so with Instagram, am I just going to start now sharing my favorite stuff or how am I going to go back? And is it weird to share, you know, two years worth of photos that I put on my Facebook business page on my Instagram or is Instagram really only meant meant to be like current work unless you specifies otherwise. And I'm just thinking like, wow, if there's another service that comes up, uh, yeah. (laughs) Am am I going to have to go through my Instagram backlog and post everything I did on Instagram every day on this new service? Or it's, it's kind of weird to think, uh, as you port from one service to another, what the balance and the line is for reposting, stuff versus only showing new stuff I, I i don't know what my point is other than it's just an interesting thing to think about yeah i, I honestly don't really have a problem with it um i i definitely post um old stuff older stuff on my instagram uh, from time to time when i was first starting my instagram account i was just posting just random older images um just to kind of gain some traction kind of try to figure it all out and as I've continued on over the past couple of years of having Instagram, um, which is, yeah, not very long, I realize, um, that, yeah, just, I sometimes can mix them in if I, for one reason or another, don't have a ton of stuff for that particular week. But yeah, I really just don't have a problem with it at all. I think that cool. as long as it's representative representative of your work and you're not showing something that isn't genuine, then you're, you're fine to, yeah. to post stuff. I, I do generally try to say that it's an older image or here's one from the archives or something just so that, you well, know, then, then here's my next question. Okay. So if that's mm-hmm. the case, you're, you're fine with it. What's, is, is there a problem or should you consider uh, going back to the beginning of you know a thousand posts back and archiving all oh. pictures and showing them again on your same instagram feed because now you know you have a huge audience that probably hasn't gone all the way back and seen stuff from three years ago when you first started and there's probably some really good stuff there so what do you think the balance like i feel like it's almost you could almost legitimize creating a an endless cycle of your same work over and over <laughs> that would be fine uh, but that's what I'm, it's kind of the same thing like why not yeah, just i mean do nobody's it on the gonna... same platform Right. Nobody that finds me now, I don't think is going to dig all the way through however 300 some odd photos I have on there. Um, and 
find my first one, even though I think that all the, the, the first photos that I posted are just as good as the ones that I'm posting now. Um, and but doesn't that seem a little weird? It, it does. <laughs> it does seem a little weird, but, um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can feel good about that, but it's the same thing. So uh, it's the same. Yes. Except that it's not the same exact. It's not like you're pulling. It's not like on Facebook, you're posting two images. For instance, you're not posting the same image twice in two days on Facebook or Instagram or anything else. Um, I don't think that any. Although that would be a fascinating know. experiment now that now that organic reach is so slammed on both Instagram what would it and look Facebook like? to just post one and be like, hey, I'm posting this again for everybody that probably didn't see it the first time. And post <laughs> post so again, just, and then everything on your feed has a duplicate. I think that would be fascinating. It would be really funny. It's never been tried before. Yeah, I doubt it. But I guess the, the risk you run is everybody that does see both posts would not appreciate and of not course. engage. But I, I still think like my audience is completely different than three years ago or whenever That's I really true. started posting. Oh, absolutely. So I, I might as well yeah. just archive the first 500 posts that I did and start reposting them again for all the new people and all the people that didn't see it the first time because, you know, potentially the the algorithm not having shown it to them and anyway i, I just think it's interesting yeah. but at the end of the day good to take this this time of year the the insane september october hopefully that everyone is experiencing and uh save some of those stellar standout photos just sit on them i, yeah. I it's tough for me because i'm always like oh god somebody else is going to post something even better mm-hmm. and it'll be a similar idea and even if i took it first if it's on the internet from someone else people are going to think i ripped it off or something like right. that from this other well maybe your most most creative ideas and most interesting ideas you go for right away um and then and then the the ones that just look awesome yeah. um you you save for a rainy day yeah um but i don't know no i i agree i i'm always like no i gotta post everything um and so the so the following week after a wedding, I'm just like cranking through, you know, four or five images. And then I, my my thing lately has been to do like three images or four images in a row um, after a wedding or a session or something, and then save another three or so, two or three for when I post their blog, and then I just throw throw those on there. Yeah, my plan is to. Yeah, save the the hardcore blogging uh, once a week or something like that through January, February. And it, a lot of those would be the same images that have been already put out there and then a bunch of just extra ones of just good moments and other people at the wedding and stuff like that. But Yeah. 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 Um, so, um, well, I got to get ready to um, head off to this wedding. So, yeah. where is this wedding? It's a good time. It is in it's Upper Shirley Vineyard, which is like forty minutes southeast of me in Richmond. And you're shooting by yourself. Yep, all by my lonesome. Right. We should we should make this a regular thing. Podcasting before. Yeah, it's really getting me warmed up. So this is <laughs> really got, helpful. I've got two this weekend, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, th- thankfully, the Saturday one is really, it's like a 10-minute drive from my house, and then the Sunday one is much further, but also very short, eight hours exactly. So Nice. Yeah, mine, mine tomorrow is in Charlottesville, so it's a, just a, a short hour drive from here, and 
um i'll be back at midnight and hang out go to sleep and then take sunday and chill all right well we'll uh talk hashtag work life balance yeah i'm sure that's <laughs> never been used <laughs> yeah. i, I want to look it up real fast <laughs> uh, it's probably a bunch of those like awful gym boho <laughs> boho bohemian here's the first one i came back i don't shoot 50 weddings a year why so i have time to enjoy life moments like fishing with my brother and niece all right okay. hashtag work like balance here's another one things i love about working from home almost everything things i don't love about working from home being woken up to talk about our click-through rate on the most email campaign hmm. okay that wasn't wasn't very interesting hmm. let's see Five thousand five hundred fifty-six thousand posts yeah this is a lot to go through a lot of it doesn't even make sense somebody's talking about washing their face i don't get it yeah a lot of these are like i have kids so that's the entire story that needs to be said yeah Okay, well, that's as good a place as any to sign off, so. All right, uh, see you later. Welp. Welp.